0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. This is a special episode of Off the Bench with Heidi St. John that I'm also going to air over at America's Town Hall uh, because I have a very special guest on the show with me today. Jesse Justice is here. He is one of the high school students. He's actually a senior at, at the high school in PL Washington, and I was there a few days ago. These students are standing up for freedom, and we're gonna hear what the next steps are and how you guys can get involved. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, This is, like I said in the introduction, this is a very special edition of the show for me. I have become very, very concerned, and you guys have been hearing me talk about this now for two solid years here at the show, about what I think is an incredible overreach of government. Uh, The government is outside of its jurisdiction. Jay Inslee, wildly outside of his jurisdiction. And what has happened to our young people I believe we are going to have, uh, we're going to be experiencing ramifications for for what we have done, for literally generations to come. The good news is we're starting to see a silver lining on all of this, and I think the good news really is that these young people are starting to stand for freedom and they're starting to push back against these tyrannical dictates and these tyrannical, um, you know, with these overlords that are coming from Washington D.C. and from Olympia. And I met a young man uh, just a few days ago in PL Washington. He's a senior at PL high school. His name is Jesse justice, and he organized a walkout. And I was so impressed that I, that I grabbed my podcast equipment and drove all the way to PL and interviewed several of these students. And Jesse's been kind enough to come on the show with me today. You guys are going to be really encouraged. Jesse, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on.
0: So this is, uh, this is new for you, isn't it? All this freedom fighting.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, kind of scary
0: yeah yeah it is but freedom is scary right freedom isn't safe and uh what we want to do is remind people that they are that they are free i think we're we're watching now as our people from around the united states even around the world particularly those of us who live in free countries we're not behaving like free people anymore have you noticed that
1: yeah we are uh A bunch of zombies, it feels like.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the truth. So what I love to do is take – so I went out to PL just a few days ago and interviewed you in person and a bunch of other kids. And I want to take listeners back to where you and I sort of started when I was there in person because I think your testimony and your story of what's happening in your small town, because you have a relatively small high school, is indicative Mm -hmm. of what's happening all over the country. So you were in a sophomore, right? When COVID started. Uh, Yes. And up until that point, your life was pretty normal. You're just doing the high school thing. Take us back to the the time when they first announced COVID and the lockdown started. And then I kind of want to just move from like what, what your life was like then to what has happened in the last two years.
1: Well, uh, when it first happened, I was kind of excited, you know. Yeah, two weeks Little vacation. time off, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't really sure what COVID was, you know. I, I was kind of scared of it, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure if, because from what it sounded like, everyone was going to die if we got it. Right.
0: And, and you were 16, well, right? I'm imagining right around 16 years old?
1: Uh, I don't think I even had my driver's license. I think I was 15. Wow, okay. And uh, two weeks turned into a month, and then the whole school year, and I didn't get to see any of my friends. Hmm. But uh, we started realizing that it, COVID really isn't that bad because I got it in December, mm-hmm. and it was feel like having a cold. Right.
0: You know what you <laughs> have now? You know what you have now, Jesse? You have something called durable, lasting immunity. So your immune system has recognized COVID, and now it knows how to fight against it. What a novel idea
1: yeah (laughs) it's like we were designed to do that
0: yeah kind of amazing kind of miraculous actually so this hit your school two weeks to flatten the curve turned into you know going on three years of you know upending your life what have you seen happen to the students at your school as a result of these the lockdowns canceling school because how many days a week is your school open right now and is it normal yet
1: it's it's four days a week that's how it's always been well since i think freshman year Mm -hmm. um when we first came back we our class was split into two so there was only like 10 of us per class which yeah that's not very many but uh Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no one would talk to each other Mm -hmm. my friends from like i've known since preschool because i've been going to that school since i was three they wouldn't talk to each other. No one would look at each other because it had been so long since anyone had ever, like, talked to another person. Mm. It was weird. Even the teachers were like, why aren't you guys talking? Like, normally I'm yelling at this class for being disruptive, and I can't even get you guys to engage in a discussion. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: but you're then sitting they're,
0: there, like, six feet apart, right, with a mask on your face, I'm imagining.
1: Yes. And the the little kids, the elementary school, I feel really bad for them because some of them have never seen their teacher's face. They don't know mm. how to even react when I talk. Like I talk, I make it a point to try to talk to everyone in the hallway. And it is just weird that no one knows how to respond or how to talk to another person.
0: Mm. Wow. And I, I spoke to a young a young girl when I was there last week and she told me she doesn't feel comfortable anymore without the mask on her face.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Have you heard about students who are suffering with anxiety and depression as a result of this?
1: Oh, a, t- a ton of it. You know, high school is already hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's sometimes it's too hard for a lot of kids already. Well, then you got to add the, the stress of your teachers and the people that are supposed to be there for you saying that you're going to die. If you don't wear this mask, your friends are going to die. Your grandparents are going to die.
0: Wow. Wow. It's yeah. And I'm curious as you are moving your way through this, how you feel now and how the students are reacting to their teachers. What have you seen the lockdowns and the mask mandates do to the student teacher relationship?
1: It's, it's hardly even there. The, a lot of teachers, they instead of banding together and like being with us, like with their students, they're all coming together and shunning us as a group. And um, it creates a lot of disrespect where the kids are, you know, they're not going to respect them if they're not going to respect us, you know, mm-hmm. mentality.
0: Mm-hmm. And you feel so, like the same thing's coming from the principal and this and the office staff as well.
1: Yes. Uh, in fact, we had a school board meeting yesterday. Um, Kyle McDonald, our superintendent, did not mention the health and safety, or, like the mental health or anything of our any of the students, not a single time during that board meeting. All he talked about was losing funding. Oh, yep. we can is we'll lose funding, we'll lose funding, we'll lose funding. That school does not care about their students' health or well-being. Mm-hmm. They care about Wow. And it's it's pretty disgusting. I I was just pacing back and forth in my room just so mad.
0: And are they doing these board meetings in person? Or are they still doing it on Zoom.
1: They did it on Zoom yeah. because they were it was going to get.
0: Yeah, because the Rona might get you. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't even have so we're not even allowed to have normal interactions with the school boards. I mean, this is happening. I don't know if you know this, Jesse, but all the way up to the House of Representatives. Right. So they're not allowed. They're not coming onto the floor for discussion. And as you're as you're learning, it hurts us when our lives are a product of meetings that we have virtually on Zoom. It's not the same thing.
1: No. Yeah. What I was happy to see is there's definitely a lot of attention being brought to this problem because our last board meeting, there was two people that attended it on Zoom. It was like my mom and the cook, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday's board meeting had eighty-six people in the Zoom call.
0: Wow! So that that shows them that people are people are interested. Was there any pushback given to that? Did the did the parents or any of the students get to interact with the board?
1: So yes, you had to write an email and. A request to speak and then tell them what you were going to talk about, and then they would allow you to talk
0: and how and so, did they and so did they answer your questions or were you just you made a statement and that was the end of it
1: You made a statement and that was the end of it and the superintendent got on there at the very end and basically told us because the whole time none of us are blaming our school mm-hmm. like it's not their fault they're just following what the state tells them to do mm-hmm. well, he made it personal. By uh, saying, even if on the off chance we get our way and they make masks optional in Washington, he will still enforce the mask rule in his school.
0: Whoa. Why did what was his reasoning?
1: His. re I have no idea. His reasoning. He didn't really give an answer.
0: Mm, It's almost like he's trying to make a statement. Yeah.
1: It's it's just a power move. They they can control us better with the muzzles on our face.
0: Mm-hmm. No question. Absolutely true. Well, and I've been saying now for, you know, two years plus, this isn't about your health. It's it's really not. I mean, that mask is a stupid piece of, you know, propaganda is all it is. And the mask says, be afraid something is wrong. Uh, you know, cower in fear. It reminds us that the world's on its head and we know now that masks aren't effective against this virus that it's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence just it doesn't it doesn't work at all and their theories don't hold water and the science isn't on their side and yet the real the real damage that's happening to the hearts and minds of our young people who really through no fault of their own have just been swept along inside of this it's amazing to me that your school superintendent wouldn't stand up for the children i thought he was there to protect The the students in his school in every area, not just against this, uh, you know, against this so-called airborne, you know, pathogen. Or do you feel discouraged by that, or what's your next step?
1: Well, we we just want to be heard. Is that's the only thing, and they make it sound like we have no opinion and that we're just uh, repeating what our parents tell us. Is which is what they said. Mm. One of the one of the people they said. That we're just repeating what our parents say. It's like we're human beings that are capable of having our own thoughts and mm-hmm, opinions. Mm-hmm. We're not just mimicking what we hear. Mm-hmm. Like it, that is a huge slap in the face. All we want is to be heard. Mm-hmm. And when people go up there and give their statement and say that you know all these problems that their kids are having and that their kids are having suicidal thoughts and things mm-hmm. and he basically says I don't care. Wow. It 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 definitely sucks.
0: Have you heard of suicides through this at all? I didn't I didn't ask you that the other day. But has that been an issue over in PL? I know it's been an issue here in Vancouver.
1: I there hasn't been any suicide in our school in a while just cuz our our school is pretty small and mm-hmm. overall our community's pretty nice to each other we we stick with each other but uh there's been a lot of talk and uh there's been a student that had cuts all over her arm mm. that I noticed mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's it's just sad to see kids not knowing how to I don't know use their emotions because mm-hmm. we're not allowed to have any
0: mm. that's actually a really powerful statement jesse uh it's it's wise of you to notice that the emotional toll that this is taking the the risk benefit you know when when you start a business or you look to do any kind of a venture entrepreneurially we, we we do something called return on investment. We look at the ROI, right? So what is my return on investment if I decide I'm going to start a plumbing business in uh, in Vancouver, Washington, I have to decide do I have the money, do I have the time? Uh, is the climate right in the city for me to do that? I, I'm i judging the return on my investment. And I would say, and then is the money going to be worth it, right? In terms mm-hmm. of the toll it might take on my family or my time or whatever it is, is the return that I would get on that investment going to be worth it? And I think it's time we started asking that question about the lockdowns and the masks. And frankly, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'd love to see uh, Kyle McDonald lose his job after this because – it seems to me that the people, the men and women that are supposed to be protecting not not just what the government says, but they're supposed to be protecting the mental health of these students. I feel like that's not happening. Do you think that's a fair statement?
1: That is a completely fair statement. They only care about money. And he made it very clear yesterday in the board meeting.
0: Wow. Well, it, it's a, this is a shameful moment. It's a shameful moment for for the country, absolutely. It's a shameful moment for Washington State, but it's a good moment for freedom because you guys are learning something right now. And you're learning that what the government thinks it can give you, it can also take away and that your rights mm-hmm. are precious. How has this changed? I mean, you're a senior. You're going to be graduating. And you basically mm-hmm. will have spent the last two years, so half of your high school, under lockdown, under these ridiculous mandates, watching the students around you suffering um, for sure mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And I'm wondering how this has changed you. Has it changed the way that you see the country? Has it changed kind of what you think you might want to do when you're done with school?
1: Yeah. it. I'm disappointed because I, like, I love America. I have flags, I fly on my truck and I'm always, you know, just pro America. And I'm just embarrassed Mm. by like what we're doing. It's just embarrassing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's embarrassing to other country. Like, you know, we're just, uh, I don't even know how to answer that. I just get so mad.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's angering, right? You know, I, I said to, on my podcast just the other day, like if, if people aren't angry, they're not paying attention. This should should make us so angry that this has happened and it's happened on our watch and it's assault against, it's an assault against your second amendment, uh, your first amendment freedoms, your right to free speech, your right to be able to uh, express yourself. You guys are learning the constitution right now in your school, correct?
1: Yes. uh, We have a really good history teacher who makes sure we know the constitution.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I had, I happened to have a conversation with her the other day and I was so impressed by her care for you guys especially, and her desire to see you flourish and understand what your freedoms are. In the last uh, few minutes that we have left, you you guys staged, so I met you because you basically staged a walkout, correct? Tell, tell, tell everybody how that came about.
1: So I actually wasn't the person that staged the walkout. Um, Brooklyn King, you talked to her. Yes,
0: she's a firecracker.
1: Yes. Yes. She staged the walkout. I had no idea we were even doing it. Until everyone was walking out the doors, I love it. And I, I was like, okay, here we go. So we went out. (laughs) And what was
0: the purpose of that? So how did how did why did why did why did uh, Brooklyn decide to do that?
1: We all just kind of reached a breaking point where I'm looking around. The doors are locked. We have to buzz in. the The teachers are chasing us down the hallways. Um, I literally got chased down the hallway. Like I turned around and she was running behind me because my mask was below my nose.
0: Unbelievable. It's, just,
1: it's degrading. It's like jail, but you get to go home. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, we, I think it was just a breaking point with all of us. We're just mm-hmm. like, okay, this is ridiculous. We're not coming back in here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've learned something. I mean, you kind of don't need to be there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. They're like, Hey, look, you, you know, we're going to, we're going to move you to the next grade anyway, even though you weren't in school at all. So what's the point of even going back? It it seems exactly. not to make sense. So you guys, you made a statement. You walked out. And there were a lot of you when I showed up.
1: Yeah. Were you encouraged by I that? Probably, yes, I was. There was probably 60 kids on average mm-hmm. that have been outside. And that's a pretty substantial number considering there's only about 60 kids in our high school. We had high schoolers and middle schoolers out there. Mm-hmm. so. Mm -hmm. A big part of the school was out there.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Well, and I mentioned to the parents, and I don't know if you heard me say this, but schools don't, the the only language that the schools speak, and this is a good thing for you to know, Jesse, the only language that schools speak is money. They don't Mm -hmm. speak English. They don't speak Constitution. uh, They speak money. And you guys are learning a very painful lesson right now. And that is the root problem in a lot of this. And I was telling the parents, like, you really want to make a statement? Withdraw your kids from school. Because the funding is going to go with them and you're going to see, you know, Olympia is going to try to patch it up because the legislators in Olympia are going to go, oh my goodness, the schools are failing. They're running out of money because we're withdrawing the kids and they're, you know, uh, you guys are a dollar sign to the district, right? Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. we, if you withdraw, if your parents say, nope, we're done and we're going to finish another way, guess what's going to happen? Eventually they're going to lose their funding because Olympia is going to try to fix it. It'll be a patch and they might be able to get away with it for a year. But the repercussions are going to be real. And I would love to see there be, and this is going to be the next thing I'm going to be pushing, is a mass withdrawal. Parents to just show up to the school and say, where's the form? I'm withdrawing my kid. And look for alternate forms of education because there's a million of them out there now. And you guys don't have to actually be a part of that. There are some things that are coming up. So tomorrow, there is a statewide walkout that you're going to be part of. Tell our listeners about that because for everybody who's listening in the state of Washington and there's going to be a lot of them, if your kid's in the public school and you're sick of this garbage, tomorrow's an opportunity to make a statement, right?
1: Yep. Tomorrow, February 9th, we're all walking out statewide.
0: Statewide. So is there a time or you guys are going to basically go to class and then what's your plan is to try to get walk into the school? And we're not we're not advocating, by the way, and I think it's important to say this, and I know that you are on the same page with me. We're talking about a peaceful, Protest. We're not talking about you know anybody screaming and yelling and flipping people off and acting like you know dummies. We're just saying no. we're going to stand up for our rights and we're not going to do this anymore. So this is a peaceful protest. or right, what? How is this? How is it supposed to go down?
1: Um, I'm not exactly sure what time. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the morning. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think what our school is doing is we're just standing out front of the doors. And not going inside tomorrow. Because
0: right. you're not going to put that, that filthy face diaper on your face, right? No. Right.
1: I've actually gotten kicked out of school the last two days. I came in Monday and I made it two minutes before I was sent to the gym with all the other protesters. And uh, only the protesters, not the other kids, not wearing masks. And was removed from school. Wow. Uh, yesterday and today.
0: Wow. I I just... And Jesse, I, I you know, I... I think just on behalf of sane parents everywhere, I just want to apologize for what's going on. I've got, you know, a 16-year-old. I have seven children and my two youngest are 16 and 12. And mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine, you know, my daughter who's 30, we were talking about this last night. I cannot even imagine what this is doing to you guys and what has been stolen from you frankly that you'll never get back again because you can't get your high school back. You can't get no. your senior year back. You can't get your prom back. You can't you can't get it back. And so basically it's gone. And mm-hmm. so the question becomes, where do we go from here? And uh, I think what you are doing in standing up, you and uh, Brooklyn King and the the rest of the students around the state of Washington who are standing up, you guys are doing what many, many, many thousands and thousands and thousands of adults have not had the backbone to do. And so I'm going to do everything I can from from my little, you know, perch here at the at the podcast and the platform that I have to get your message out. But I hope you'll stay in touch with me and just know that you guys have a lot of support. You have a lot of support and there are, there are tons and tons of options. You know, I spoke to your parents, you've got fantastic parents, by the way, and I spoke to your parents and told them, if you guys need help, the Homeschool Resource Center stands ready to help you. We have 1600 students right now and um, we're doing awesome stuff here and we're not playing pandemic. So that's good. And uh, yeah. it, it'd be good to see you guys get some semblance, at least to finish out the year where you felt like you had a victory on some level. And so we're going to do everything we can to help you uh, do that. Is there anything else that, that you wanted me to touch on before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, Yeah, the, the Capitol uh, protest.
0: That's right. That's coming up March 13th in Olympia. Yep,
1: March 13th in Olympia.
0: And you're asking for... uh
1: Bodies. Yep. As many people as possible. Yep. So we're going to converge on Olympia
0: and uh, we're going to make a statement that they're going to have a hard time missing. Yes. Yep. So parents, students, if you love freedom, if you're sick of this garbage in our schools, if you're sick of the tyrannical dictates of a tyrannical governor uh, and Chris Reichdahl, the uh, horrible superintendent from the Office of Public Instruction here in Washington state, this is your chance to make a statement again, a peaceful protest and uh, we're going to start saying, no, enough is enough. And this, this only stops when we say it stops. It's just like the masks. I've been saying this forever on the show. This is only going to stop when we all say enough is enough and we just refuse to do it. And, uh, and that's what's going to make a difference. And I'm proud of you, Jesse, and you and the rest of the kids over there at, uh, at PL Washington. You guys are making a statement that I think is going to send shockwaves through the rest of the state and around the country as other students go, hey, if those guys can do it, we can do it too. So thank you so much for coming on the show, for your willingness to really stand in the gap and to talk about what's happening, particularly, I loved hearing your heart as it relates to the young, to the young kids. Uh, I wrote down what you said. Some of them have never seen their teachers' faces. This is Criminal. And uh, it needs to stop. And you guys are going to be, I think, the tip of the spear for that. And we're going to do everything we can to help you. So, uh, Jesse Justice, it's been a real pleasure to have you here. I appreciate it. Stay in touch. And we'll keep talking about what's going on in the fight for freedom in the public schools. Thank you. For more information, you guys can go to com forward slash podcast, scroll down, and I will link back to the March 13th walkout. Remember that tomorrow, February 9th, is a statewide walkout here in Washington State. I've heard rumor that this is also happening in Oregon and California. So you guys might want to check your local, state, uh, your local state schools for that information. But I want to just say I'm so encouraged by these kids. I know you guys are encouraged too, and we're going to keep talking about this. These are the overtones of freedom. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.